Welcome to another edition of How Did This Get Booked? I, of course, am your host, Jake Manning, and I'm a veteran of the professional wrestling business for over a decade, and I've held every single job except selling popcorn. I'm joined, as always, my good friend, my podcast buddy, and I'm joined alone by him. He's locked in the furnace, <laughs> otherwise known as the Manning, the Manning Cave. I'm joined, as always, by Zane Riley. Zane, how are you doing? Fabuloso. Fabuloso. Um... Just to let everybody know, maybe a little inside baseball. No, we are recording this episode way ahead. Oh man, <laughs> like a month ahead of time. Oh, a month ahead of time because we are getting ahead because uh, September was a very busy month for me. October is going to be a little bit light, so I was just trying to get ahead so mm-hmm. I have a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a respite here in October because November is going to be very crazy for it's both. Be you. Fucking insane! Uh, so we're going to have to get even more ahead. Yes, we have to get even more ahead because we have two FSCW appearances, Galaxy Con appearances, mm-hmm. Wrestlecade. Um, which Caleb is, and I will be going to Barbados to wrestle. Going to Barbados? Yes. Is that what that was? Yeah. Okay. That's right. real. That, that's, that's a, a real thing. thing. That's a real thing. Uh, hopefully by the point of this being released, they have announced that we are actually on it. Or hopefully by this time they have announced that it's canceled. Uh, I didn't know that was going to happen. I'll tell you about that story a little while. But I didn't know that was going to be a thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we got that coming up also too. Like I got a Revolver Weekend, which actually works out great because it's a Dayton, Ohio one. And I'm actually going to have a wrestling show in West Virginia on the way back. So I might make a big whole tour in November. Uh, maybe even to like circle off of a Galaxy Con. Depends on, you know, it's kind of sandwiched in there as well. So we'll see how that all goes. But basically what I'm saying is we're getting ahead right now because November is going to be fucking crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead. The, the reviews on this might have already changed by the last yeah. episode. But I do, I do want to give a shout out to the... Michelle sisters or the McEl sisters, or maybe it was, maybe they were trying to type in the Michael sisters. Maybe um, I don't you know. know. What, you know your name or the or the Michaels isters? Yeah, I don't know. Michaels isters. Michael Michaels isters. Yeah, like Michael owns some isters. Yes, exactly. Um, you're, you're sitting on top of the pole at the time this recording has happened. You might have been dethroned <laughs> at the last episode that we did. Which, if you heard the glow episode, we recorded that two days before it released. We are now doing this that is from a month away. Oh, yeah. An hour after that. An hour after that. So it's very, very complex. And Gabriel Kidd, you're still on top of Stitcher. Maybe even still. One Maybe. of us might be dead. This he, could be some real cryptic shit you're hearing right now. Yes. Yeah. But if you <laughs> if you left a review between Glow and uh, when the next episode comes up, which will have all different names yeah. possibly. So all the, uh, all the cool things we said about Glow and all the progress we made, we really fucked it up the next time. Oh, yes, absolutely. We most certainly did that. Complicated button. Our bell went off all the time. <laughs> the complicated bell. Maybe the new segment on the show. Yeah, complicated bell. So, um, but yeah, part of the reason the names, you all left reviews on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. And all you got to do is just leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and slide into my DMs. Give me your shirt size, your mailing address, and I will mail you out a free How Did This Get Booked t-shirt. I just went through my merch 
area in my office because we're redoing our floors and turns out I have plenty of transfers for how did this get booked so I will not be stopping this free t-shirt giveaway anytime soon like I said all you can do is just leave a review get in my DMs make sure you give me your actual name not uh, uh, Michael's Isters uh, okay. I can't really put that on a package and just give me your mailing address and your shirt size and I will get you a free how did this get booked t-shirt so um, it'd be kind of weird for us to talk about what's going on in our life right now when really uh month in advance uh, is when this comes out. So you want to just jump right in? Yeah, might as well. Let's just jump right in. I don't think we got anything overarching that we want to get to. Um, uh, but I'm not exactly sure how to... We're going to have some issues yeah. on pronunciation. So let's just go ahead and apologize. Yeah. Oh, and we're, we're not going to freestyle us a, a sponsor? I feel it'd be complicated. I get... We'd have it'd be problematic, I believe. This whole episode. Let's just start with an apology. Yeah. Uh, let's start with an apology. There's going to be some names we're going to get wrong. Yeah. We we are sorry. There are going to be some times where certain uh, Spanish words are going to be used to discuss a certain like topics that are not translated very well. Yes. Um. Uh, we basically mansplained the, the season three of Glow. We did a very problematic episode, and we had Carlos Valencia jump on, (laughs) and then uh, we're not doing this, and we're going to mispronunciate a whole bunch of Spanish words. Shit's going to be bad. Just know, we love everybody. We're trying our best. Viva Mexico. We we are trying our best to to be as progressive as possible, but we are dumb, white, straight men, and we apologize. You guys don't know how hard it is. Don't know how hard it is to be cisgendered white male, guys. All right, and try and be on the right side. And trying to and trying to <laughs> trying to you know pull it together for some of us. I, I'm trying to do a bit on stage, and yeah. I think it's just going to make people mad. But we might as well discuss it here in the podcast. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. We're complicated bells already going off. Yeah, it, it, complicated bells going to go off here in a little bit. <laughs> Let me tell you about how I feel about the moon landing, which is, is really the only one I have. This has turned into the Boogie Monster. Yeah. We, have, we have a topic in front of us. Yeah. We have done research. We have watched hours of content, and we haven't even got into no. what the topic of discussion is. You just got me fucking going, I fucking hate politics. So yeah. I'm Kyle. You're yeah. Dave. And I'm going to tell you about how to make this really nice rosemary uh, focaccia bread that well, go I ahead. came up go with. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give the fucking <laughs> go recipe. Go ahead. Get it there. Give the fucking recipe. It's all about the instant yeast, guys. I'm going to do dishes like Kyle did in my favorite episode one time where Kyle's like nope not talking about it and just start doing dishes rock on this is this is fucking turned into an episode of the boogie monster yeah so if we ripped off someone's podcast we're coming for yours now Kyle <laughs> Paul's already been taken out you're next alright can we start this goddamn podcast alright let's let's get into the topic of the discussion there's only five episodes they're half an hour long now that I've uh, we've uh, ruined our fan base uh, our algorithms are fucked oh our algorithms are way fucked um so, I like how we went on that whole fucking tangent just to apologize that we might say... Then we're going to say some names wrong. We're going to say some names wrong. We said a whole bunch of shit wrong. <laughs> and I'm not talking I'm not talking about how we pronounced them. Oh, no. 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 We pronounced things correctly. We pronounced them correctly. Man. You know, I'm a, I might mark down uh, uh, a time code. Okay. So cool, we, cool, cool, cool. Cool, but, uh, cool, 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 cool. Cool. 
Yeah, we, we may we may have taken all that out. You can get a, you can get on Jake's Patreon and hear the unedited yeah, version. Yeah, on Patreon, I'll put, definitely put that on Patreon. Yeah. So we, there there may be a little bit of a skip in there. So if you're like, I have no clue they're talking about. Yeah, we know. Yeah, probably. Pro, you know, looking back on it now, I was guessing I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. We can vote. But no, what I'm not wrong about is today's topic, uh, <laughs> which is uh, Nustra. Yeah. Lucha Libre. Yes. Lustra Lucha Libre. Uh, this is a kind of a deep dive into Lucha Libre culture. Yeah. Um, Very deep. Very deep. And, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of my friends, um, take oh, trading friends. <laughs> a lot of my friends are Mexican, so it's okay. No, a lot of my friends are Lucha Libre fans. Yeah. Uh, a lot oh, of Rob people, Viper. Oh, Rob Viper. Even my, my boss, Michael Bacchicchio. Jeff Rudd, who also works at, at High Spots. Um, you know, but they're all big Lucha Libre fans, mm-hmm. right? And they all have three completely different <laughs> fucking opinions on everything. Oh, very good. Oh, they're all over the spectrum. <laughs> but of course, they've had to like digest it mm-hmm. differently and and see different things and glean different things from a different from a, from a culture. They've gleaned three different things. Where I think this is much more streamlined. So some like me can kind of understand, and they even kind of understand where they're coming, how they can see it, how they can see. It. So this is an interesting perspective and just a deep dive into Lucha Libre culture. But what they all can agree upon is that uh, being unmasked is a <laughs> big fucking deal. Big fucking deal. But then in episode one, we just have some dude driving around mm-hmm. taking his mask off whenever the fuck. Just you know, yellowing it. Yeah, being an Uber driver. But but his his career is over after losing the Blue Demon though. Yeah, and they do this a lot in each one of the episodes. They start off with something, discuss something, and then they move on and they never discuss it. Yeah, you know, like the episode becomes kind of about something else. Mm-hmm. Like we get into a discussion about Caros, uh, Caros, Caros, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, he's protecting the business. Yeah, he's he's about it. Yeah, he's about it. He's new, though, so he knows that there's that money when he mm. takes the mask off. And So he's just walking around in a ski mask as, yeah. his, as his day mask. As his day mask, which, you know, uh, kind of it was a ski mask with Mil Mascaris in Japan yeah. when he would eat spaghetti. Yeah. He'd have that mouth out. So, um, And then we also have an Exotico in the yeah. uh, Masadado. Sure. I, see, I, see, if you question it, then we doubt it. Just say it see, confidently. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that uh, you, uh, uh, I was wrong on the first one, and I said it with confidence. And you're like, yeah, you're yeah, right. fucking rocket. Right. This one, uh, I said without confidence, and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Nah. could be a puss. Could be a puss here. Um, but it's basically just to talk about how you can break into yeah, literally Bray. Talk about training for two to three years, which is basically what I did. Now we have like a lot of kids in the school. Like we have one in particular, and she's just like every time she bitches about something, it's like, well. I wrestled six months before I had my first match. And I want to be like, bitch, wrestled for three years before I had my first match. Shut the fuck up. You're doing a pretty good pace. Mm-hmm. But now it's almost seems like at some schools they put them out there after three months. Yeah. And then they let you figure it out there. But that's kind of like what uh, Tony uh, Salazar mm-hmm. was uh, discussing, who runs the uh, wrestling, or, council. wrestling council school, was talking about how like what you learn is in the ring in front of a crowd, which, mm-hmm. is, which is true. Yeah. So like... You can only do so much as far as drills and mm. training and running things over and over and over again. That's where a lot of schools, they want to put you out there after a couple of months because where the real training begins is when you start wrestling. Trial by fire, guys. But then a lot of like young wrestlers don't realize, like, 
like, oh, I still got to, like, this is the training. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 I'm a wrestler now. Yeah. I should get merch. Yeah. Which I made that fucking mistake. I had merch after fucking eight or nine months. Rock on. Uh, yeah, real fucking shit back then. Taking all the money. Yeah, and thought I was a fucking big league and like asked for twenty dollars extra, even though I was only getting forty. Yeah. I asked for an extra twenty because I was a champion. Because yeah, well, of course I was a champion, and the six champion, months in the championship belt uh, was basically a WCW replica belt. Yeah, with a little bit of nylon, a little yeah, vinyl yeah. sticker on it. A little vinyl sticker there on you it. Go. So thought That's it was good. a fucking big fucking deal. You were uh, hot shit. Oh, I thought it was hot shit for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and like. That's what you, I think nobody ever says to anybody, but like in, in Mexico, especially the way a lot of the Lucha Libre guys are, mm. like how durable they have to be. Oh, man. Like you, you have to know enough to protect yourself, how to move your body. Um, there's a lot more danger and risk, mm-hmm. I would say, to Lucha Libre than there is American style wrestling. Of American course. style wrestling, you kind of bull, bullshit your way through mm-hmm. where... Lucha Libre, you got to be at the right place at the right fucking mm-hmm. time, and you got to practice that. So it's almost like fucking muscle memory. Yeah, like it's the more fluid style, more. Fl- and that, and I, I, that's why I dig the fact that you have to be licensed, which they go over that process, um, and just going over that. And like, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's I think it's extremely important. I mean, look at all the times like Ray Phoenix has almost fucking died. Mm-hmm. I, I think if he didn't have the training that he got, I mean. He'd already done it. If he was just an American dude that could do some flips, he'd be fucking dead. Yeah. But because he was trained and he's built up himself in a proper way, that's why he can bounce back like he can. Mm -hmm. And do the things that he can do. Because he's probably, I would say, top five, top three as far as body control goes. Yeah. So, in the world. Um, They also talk about, like, Technicos and Rudos. Mm -hmm. And that's really no different than any other conversation I've heard. Yeah. Except for the idea of... There being a Christian aspect of the Technicos. Yeah, that I didn't. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything about that, but it is true because of Santo. Yeah, Santo and predominantly Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mexican culture is, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting when they start chanting things in the crowd later on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but uh, that's kind of what they go over. They talk about the debut in the Coliseum and how big of a deal it mm-hmm. is, and just. Lays the groundwork. And that's yeah. basically what episode one is. Um, we get to episode two. This is more, this is probably my second favorite or favorite episode. Okay, and this is mostly what we're talking about, like uh, the mask versus mask, mm-hmm. uh, hair versus hair. Ultimo Guerrero and which fucking Ultimo Guerrero. I've always been a big fan mm-hmm. of Ultimo Guerrero, and lost track mm-hmm. of like. Because I used to, I used to get, I used to be able to watch Lucha Libre on television here, part of my say, satellite package. Part yeah. of DirecTV had a station where I could watch it. Yeah. Ultimo Guerrero. Might have because it was a AAA. And I think he was wrestling in AAA at the time. Okay. I don't know who he was. I forget who he was tagging with, but like Ultimo Guerrero, or maybe it was CML, or I, I was, I just remember Ultimo Guerrero being there. my fucking dude, man. Yeah. My fucking dude, and then like. Tatanka jacked. Oh, but that's the thing too. I never pictured him to look like that. Yeah. Like as soon as he took off the mask, immediately like, oh, this is an old dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where I never felt that way about him before that. I'm like, ah man, fuck all him over. He's the fucking man, you know. Whoa. It's like Randy Orton all of a sudden one day waking up and he's like 
fucking Ric Flair. And yeah. just like an <laughs> old looking dude. You know, I was like, what the fuck? Man? <laughs> I thought you were going to be 23 forever. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, I thought you'd be a 23 year old fucking man. All of a sudden now you're just old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of like Bob. But I'll tell you what, Ultimo still fucking go. Yeah. Northeast Wrestling booked him and they brought him to Bethany, Connecticut, which mm-hmm. the building can at best hold 200 some odd people. Maybe 300 at most if you cram enough people in there. He was booked and he wrestled Flip Gordon. What the fuck? It was fucking, it was an awesome fucking match. I mean, it was fucking out there. Like anytime, like, like wrestling, like a real traditional Lucha Libre guy, like the psychology is completely fucking different. Yeah. Like I remember when I wrestled Chavo Guerrero, he kept calling this match and saying we we're going to do stuff at this time and none of that shit made any fucking sense. None of it. It was fucking clueless to me. And I had this whole match with Chavo Guerrero Sr. And, and none of it made sense. And I just kind of just fucking kept up. But he was he called it perfectly. Like when he would do stuff in the ring, he'd be like, hey, take a front roll, back roll, uh, front foot bump, back, flat back bump. Like he would he would do all the fancy shit, but yeah. just tell me how to take it yeah. in the fucking ring. And luckily it was during a time I was as sharp as I'll ever be. Yeah. And I, I kept up with it and it was good. But then none of it made any goddamn sense until... It was driving home from Dallas and like in the middle of the night, like just in a fucking fever dream and driving back in the middle of the night, I go, oh, it does make sense like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just one of the, but like just laying it out, it's not your traditional thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what Ultimo Guerrero and the Flip Gordon. <laughs> that's was. awesome. Also too, I think the Ultimo Guerrero Atlantis match, I think. That's the match that everybody was talking about where everybody thought for sure this is where Atlantis was going to lose his mask. Yeah. But they're like, nah, that fucking motherfucker mm-hmm. politicked his way out sure of that. And I, I, Same way he politicked his way into the match altogether. The yeah. way you hear the setup of it, or to read the setup of it. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I was like, then I, when I started seeing that, I'm like, oh, this is for sure the match people were talking about how mm-hmm. Atlantis was supposed to drop the mask and then changed it. And I think this was a situation where they – Thought okay, Atlantis is going to lose mass. Atlantis mm-hmm. going to, and all of a sudden they get right to it. They're like, oh fuck, he's not going to. And then, <laughs> unfortunately, Ultima Guerrero is going to take the mask off, and now everybody has to see him as an old fucking man. Yeah, piece <laughs> of shit. For us, but I'll tell you what though, uh, seeing him in the weight room inspired me. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna start yeah. lifting heavy because fucking old ass Ultima yeah. Guerrero was lifting heavy. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get in there. Fuck, I got a good old fucking workout on Monday because mm-hmm. of this uh, Lucha Libre series. Um. I did find it interesting when Atlantis was talking and he referred to Lucha Libre as high performance sport, mm. which, you know, everybody's ref- the, well, we're a few months removed from the big uh, dialogue about uh, pro wrestling per- performance and, art or and, sport. Perfor- and performance art, but high performance sport. A mm. little bit A, a little bit of B. Well, I, th- I think maybe we found our middle there's, ground. There's our answer. There's our fucking answer. Atlantis so, brought it to you. Fucking egomaniac Atlantis brought it to us. <laughs> there it is. Um, but we, yeah, they, they discuss the mass versus mass, and they get into the hair versus hair. Yeah. This is we're getting introduced to Negro Casas. Mm-hmm. No Negro Casas. He's the, he's the fucking man. And uh, very much fucking <laughs> the egomaniac I thought he was. Yes. <laughs> very much like, like very, very Ricky Morton-ish <laughs> of Mexico. Like, kind of like was... A good-looking guy early in his career is still fucking doing it. Still wants to go, mm-hmm. mixing it up with the young kids now. Uh, I don't know if Negro Cross is going to get booked by New Japan anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> or, or what. But then, uh, 
they talk about his feud with uh, Akira Mura. The, the samurai? The guy the referred to as the chin. The chin, yeah. <laughs> Which, Which is... I like this part better than I like the fucking <laughs> Ultimo Guerrero part. Yeah. I just like this is a whole lot more like... Those guys were still at it. These two guys were like... I mean, we can still go, but I'm pretty much not. No, fucking Guerrero yeah. can fucking go. Yeah. But Atlantis, yeah, he should have lost his mask. Yeah, and then, but then like with these two here, like Casas and, and the chin are just like... Yeah, man, we had this real good match then, and we're going to do it again someday, but, like, we're pretty happy and content with, he's he's training the future, and then the Chin's just shopping at this Chinese store, this Japanese store that they found in Mexico. Which, the Chin, <laughs> I can't believe we're calling him this. this, this has got to be a fucking racist. Yeah. We've already apologized for this, and yeah. then I went on a rant that got probably... They called it, okay? They, 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 you uh, might be watching this episode, and you might be seeing it 45 minutes long or 25 minutes long. Yeah. Um, the, the chain was walking around in a Green Bay Packers Lucha Libre shirt. Yeah, and I find that this is why I find that's odd is, uh, Funaki <laughs> is also a big Green Bay Packers fan. So I don't know what it is with Japanese guys <laughs> the Green Bay being, Packers. and the Green Bay Packers. Like I don't fucking get that at all. <laughs> I don't know why. Like that's your, that's your team because like Funaki lives in Texas. And he's like, yeah, I like the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> and here's the chin who lives in Mexico. He goes, yeah, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, go Packs. Go Pack, go. And neither one of you are going to pick the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> the most recognizable sports brand in the world. Like, I don't fucking, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but I do like the end of this episode, like the shot with Ultimo's car in the background, the sunset. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's a fucking beautiful and they show his his little like his school looks real nice that looks awesome that's the fucking dream it's fucking great um but then you know episode three it's almost done start but it starts with this thing with like mini wrestlers and then and just that's it it's like a fucking sentence about them like i thought that was gonna be like a big part of it yeah not when they show that chicken and they show a small a guy smaller than the chicken yeah and they do one kick out spot and that shit's done that's it that, uh, no more minis. No more. Mini no, free. And minis are like a big part of fucking Lucha Libre. Yeah. Like minis are one of my like one of my favorites. Like I will and it's also funny too. It's he was talking about what was he talking about? He was talking about something about like minis and like like the respect of them or he was getting respect out of wrestling. Yeah. But then I think about all the fucking times where like Large size wrestlers have abused. Yeah, mini fucking, fucking old brother that always gets drop kicked off the apron the dressed Ken- in a little Ken- gorilla Amino. monkey. Uh, Ken Amino, I believe. Uh, Ken Amino, Ken Amino. Uh, he takes the kick and he did the like, shooting star. <laughs> I can't remember who it was that was telling me. It might have been Mark Gendrak was there for that and he was in the locker room when that happened and he said he's never seen a human being more fucking pissed off <laughs> just took the fucking mask off and was ready to fight everybody <laughs> you say he's a little mad <laughs> and then a big mad one of the reasons why I've always loved Amy Bistle Negro was there was a match on TV for AAA where it might have been uh I want to say Mascarita Sagrada, or it might have been Mini Tenibles, uh, went for like a tope, and Andy Bisto Negro was on the ground, and here's this this mini, we'll just say random mini wrestler, um, just 
because yeah. the end of it it doesn't put uh, weight on it <laughs> yeah uh or in maybe look up and let you know that he didn't die yeah <laughs> but amy bissell negro is is on the floor and this this mini goes for like a tope and so he, he's diving through straight through the air and amy bissell negro without missing a fucking beat as this mini is flying at him straight at him amy bissell negro just gets his hands underneath of him and then continues on <laughs> the momentum. Like, not even, like, puts him up for a gorilla press. No. Nope. Like, not, like, grabs a gorilla press throw. No, he just gets underneath him enough guides that, him. that he pushes his momentum to go even faster in midair. And she basically, like, basically shot puts him yeah. <laughs> into the front row. Yes. Like, let, let those guys catch him. Not even, like, safely slowed him down and then tossed him mm. in or, or grabbed him and then gorilla pressed him. Just, like... Like, swatted him through. <laughs> Gave pushed, him an aerial lucha pass. Yes, yes, an aerial uh, me pass. Like, <laughs> it just, it was the smoothest fucking <laughs> fuck you of a human being I've ever seen before in my entire life. Like, just, like, like that does, that doesn't get enough play. That Kenamio thing, like, yeah, like. It's had his run. It's had Bring its run. Up. But that look, fucking Amy Bisto Negro just. Tossing a fucking mini performer into the crowd. Like, that's... And that should have been discussed in this Lucha Libre thing. The abuse that these minis in Mexico have to fucking go through and then getting, like, chosen to train Mm -hmm. and and become, like... You know, because it is a big thing. And he was trained by Ultimo Guerrero. Yeah, and it it is a big thing to have your son uh, become a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Julio Del Santo. Like, it, you know, for me to allow you to be the son of the saint or yeah. uh, Blue Demon Jr. To be that, to be bestowed upon you is a big order. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they, they start off with a different character. And then when they're good enough, they can hold up the mantle yeah. of, of Blue Demon. Much in the same sense, it's got to be for many performers if you're going to be like mini Tenibles, mini mm-hmm. Uh, Masquerita Sagrada, who yeah. actually turned out to be more famous than who he was a mini too. Oh, yeah. Octagoncito. Yeah. You know, to be mini Octagon. It's like a big <laughs> fucking honor. You think Octagon's gonna check off on that? Like, yeah. no, this fucking Octagoncito's gotta go through some fucking shit. <laughs> you gotta, like, that's not day one shit. Yeah. You don't get that day one mask. Like, that That should be what it is. You were a chicken for a while. Yeah, you were a chicken. <laughs> you were a half while. alligator, half monkey thing. <laughs> You were creepy as fuck. Yeah. That was your little fucking gimmick. Yeah. Creepy as fuck. Weirdo. Weird. Um, but uh, this actually dovetailed into something else. Yeah. This dovetailed into... This three minutes of an open goes completely 180. Yeah. It, we went to female wrestlers in yeah. Mexico, which is fine. Yeah. And it should have its own episode. And, you know, honestly, like back in the day, they were basically considered the same fucking gimmick match. It's it always women and minis and tag matches. Yeah. You know, and then Exoticos were yeah. kind of, but we, you know, we just glaze over minis and we yeah. get right into the women where I would like just jump right into the women and let's also do an episode on minis. Yeah. Because it's that's the only place we can get them in. Yep. But, uh, they don't need much room. They sit down with, <sighs> yep, yep, yep. Just did that. Hey, it's still not the most fucked but, up thing that's been said on this podcast, oh, Bubba. Oh, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm definitely going to cut out that part. Yeah. I definitely. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. That's what did it. That's that time cue. Yeah, I took that time cue earlier. Zane, I, made, Zane made a little person joke? No, no, I'm going to keep the little person oh. joke in. I'm talking about the monologue that I put in the beginning of the Okay. Podcast. I'm definitely taking that out. Okay. I I got to see, you got to see a side of myself. Yeah. It's very frustrating Yeah, we're right weird. Now. I got real fucking weird. It's okay. Only you, me, and Dan will know. 
Oh no no no! Don's not even gonna hear it. I'm gonna basically, I'm basically part, that, that part out there where I got his name wrong too. Then <laughs> no, I think I get it wrong every time. It's that's okay. He doesn't listen. No, he doesn't. He just checks for the spikes. Yeah, how's our spikes? The spikes are looking good, right? Good. Don? Let's maybe take that out so we keep those spikes right. Keep those spikes just right. Um, a person who kept the spikes right was <laughs> uh, Irma Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Uh, which this is this is fascinating to me. How fucking rough it would have been. To be a female wrestler in fucking Mexico, yeah, during the era in which she was a female wrestler, like that was that shit was tough in the fucking Mexican states. Mexican over here, yeah, like doing that shit in the fucking states, yeah, was fucking difficult. But doing it in fucking Mexico, holy fucking shit! <laughs> like, how the fuck did you make that shit happen? Yeah. And then you had like you know you also had to like sing, and then also you kind of like. Like, it had to be a sexy, but mm-hmm. not that sexy. Had to be modest, though. Mod- like, just... Like, Irma, she seems like a woman who, when talking to you, she grabs your wrist <laughs> and doesn't let go and keeps talking to you. And that's not that's to make sure you don't go away. Yeah. Like, she seems like that type of person. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that didn't happen. But gives you the squeeze so you know, don't try to go away. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I will... You're not going. You're not going. I'm, but I'm gonna put my hand here and uh, like and, and she'll say honey and sweetie mm-hmm. and, and say very nice things. But the second that you pull away, where are you going? Where are you going? No, oh, I'm no, not no, done. No. I'm not done talking. I'm still here. I'm still here. And you don't know if that's because she's super lonely or she's just <laughs> making a point, yeah. and, almost like uh, holding belt loops in prison. Like you don't know <laughs> what she's trying to display here. Like what part of? But either way, she's in charge. Uh, yeah, and she's very much in charge. She's making that. <laughs> Uh, very clear. So, um, also too, she's like walking up a spiral staircase. Yeah, that looked real rough. Like my grandmother, <laughs> towards the end, did not leave her house mm-hmm. because the poor woman lived in a house that had eight steps down uh, on both sides. There yeah. was never, there was never like a ground level house. So mm-hmm. she was just always afraid she was going to fall down mm-hmm. and something bad was going to happen. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler She fell down and then she died. <laughs> so, Grandma Fearby was fucking right. That's right. She was fucking she, right. She went she, out correct. She was fucking correct, but she did it on a, like, just on a flat surface on a ground uh-huh. level. She, But she was a force. Serious. She yeah. knew what her fate was going to be, the, and she avoided it as long as she did. And I already from, be damned. From what I hear, if she wouldn't have fallen down, she could have lived another eight years. Wow. So, uh, Grandma. I would have had to have gone a long time to get that. Uh, fuck Santa Slay episode in. Yeah, we would have. Uh, old, uh, old Grandma Fearbach. <laughs> she knew how to grab a hold of life's wrist and mm-hmm. not let not go. Let go. <laughs> Till that one time. Till that one time. Uh, but yeah, a uh, very fascinating woman. Yeah. Would love to have known more about Irma. Uh, but everything we saw of her was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It talks about how uh, her, shitty, her shitty marriage and then she just wrote a, like an album about the guy. Yeah. Fucking. That's fucking, cool. Gangster. Yeah. Fucking gangster. Definitely OG. Um, also, too, uh, OG as far as, like, being sexy in Lucha. Uh, Estri- Est- Estra. Oh, fuck. I used to say, I used to be able to say her name. Because once I, like, went back and saw, I'm like, oh, if I fucking know this name. Uh, Estrella. Okay. Estrellita. Estrellita. I, I used to know. You guys get it. Yeah, come on. She, she was talking about how she was one of the first females to, like, 
dress a little sexier. They dress a little sexier, and also she had a background of being in a band. Mm-hmm. And basically, everybody in the band were. You to know, be in the band, you had to be a wrestler. Had to be a wrestler. So she's like, "Fuck!" Now I've got to go live and be a wrestler. Now I got to be a wrestler. Uh, but you know, she went from a band to wrestler to doctor. Yeah, super fucking rad. And then like she put on like she put on the outfit that was too sexy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It it was just, it, it was like a bathing suit without straps. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean, it was enough then. It was enough to incite a riot. Yeah. and just you know, good for her being a doctor. Yeah, good for her. Definitely, and I've I've seen her name multiple times before. Um, even though I've butchered it, yeah. we've done a pretty good job with names. Even though we spent one period of time apologizing for the beginning, and mm-hmm. then went off on a tangent that yeah. you'll never hear. That yeah. you'll never hear. You're like, man, what was that tangent? You don't want to know. You don't want to know. I, I shared a piece of my soul here, and, <laughs> and it turns out we didn't like the reflection when we put the mirror to it. Did not. I I looked into the abyss and I saw myself staring back, and then I immediately burnt it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that are hot, what? that was awful. Go ahead, and write that time, you do. Fuck! I was trying to like speaking. Hot speaking of other women, women that speaking uh, of things that are orange. Uh, speaking of other women that took Lucha Libre and also followed their dreams in yeah. and outside of the ring. Uh, Zane Lee, I believe is her name. Zane Lee. Yeah, I think she was. Uh, She's the daughter of a wrestler, and she said the wrestler's name, and I didn't fucking write it down. Yeah. I'm fucking awful. But she's a psychologist. Yeah. Fucking, that's rad. Yeah, she's a younger uh, younger Lucha Libre wrestler. His trainer, daughter of a wrestler, mm-hmm. lives with her father. He's got all... And like they do this real cool thing where like she walks into his house, mm-hmm. and it's just like these creepishly tall walls, and it's just from floor to ceiling just accolades of pictures and stuff. Yeah, like like this shrinage type deal, and then like she gets to the end of it, and like this is my corner, and this is here's some like fitness things I want, but also here's like this stuffed person that was made of me, and then like this is like my my father had his time, and now he's got a spot for me, and that's what's that's weird. Cool. It was like weirdly fucking high, yeah, like almost. But like, everything was so crowded; like, it was not wide. Yeah, it was just very tall. It was almost like. That man was like, oh, I need as much wall space as possible. Yeah. Like, oh, you have the tallest walls in the world with the <laughs> yeah. narrowest hallway? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. I want I'm more concerned with the height of these walls because <laughs> I want to fill up the surface area. Which, considering how I'm running out of wall space, yeah. get it. Understand yeah, you know. fully I, I So if we can get these ceilings raised. I I might comically raise these fucking ceilings, <laughs> much like that apartment was. Yeah. I mean, I got some art down there that I haven't even put up. Or, I don't know where I'm gonna fucking put it. Um so yeah, I'm gonna have to redo my walls. Need more wall space. I mean, I mean, breaking up with my last girl, one of my last girlfriends was great because it gave me all this fucking wall space. And it turns out, not enough. Not enough. I had to break up with at least three more girls to get enough wall space oh, for this I, place. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm two thirds of the way there, boop, my friend. Boop, boop. As much wall space as I need. Much wall space as I need. Speaking of wall space, I'm just speaking of knocking down walls, um, what's yeah, better? Uh, yeah, that's better. That's better. Uh. Negro Casas's daughter. Uh, is it daughter? I thought it was his girlfriend. No, it was his daughter. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. I think it was his daughter. I think they were an item. Oh. I think he said wife. Oh. I think she said that she was married, okay. and she was dealing with that. Like I, I had to prove that I'm not just oh Negro fucking Casas. boss. Yeah, I think it was one of those things in that dynamic. Which okay. Would have liked to explore that some more, but then you know the aspect of like you know. 
being larger mm-hmm. and the idea of you know not I'm not as dainty mm-hmm. and uh, she had muscles and she was obviously physically imposing and and how that redefines you know being sexy and strong mm-hmm. and athletic and then also she has to deal with the things of her having a relationship with Necrocasis and all things and then the struggles that she's going through so that, that was an interesting story to tell like yeah all all of these women have yeah. their own little wonderful story to tell um and triumphant stories too it would have loved to hear more from all of them stories mm-hmm. take the mini out and yeah. then do episode four on it yeah we could have had six episodes here got a little mini episode in <laughs> oh, i'm taking that one out too i'm taking that one out since, well, since i'm already taking stuff out i'm taking yeah, that out everything's out let me make a time code about that <laughs> um actually episode four was my favorite this is what this was the other one that i was like i don't know if this is my favorite or if that one was but this one's fucking awesome. I had because this is all about the arenas. Yeah. Um, now when they get to talking about like ugh, the, fan the fans, clubs. I don't give a fuck about the yeah. fans. I would love to hear stories about the buildings. Yeah. Because I'm very much, I'm a very much a build a building nerd. Mm-hmm. Stadium, like you tell me stories about like one of my favorite like TV documentary pieces that I saw on the MLB Network was the one about the Astrodome. Yeah. Like that was fucking fascinating. Um, there was this book that I ran into on a recent visit Asheville, and I almost I almost bought it. And it was about baseball stadiums that are closed down, and they had, like different stories behind all of them. And they had mm-hmm. ones all the way back in like the 1900s, oh, and like talked about like the you know renovation here, and then they talked about like oh this came discontinued in the 40s because they needed they pulled the steel out of it for World War II. Um, and just these fascinating, unique stories about all these baseball parks and like I would have bought it but it's only about baseball but even though some of the the baseball stadiums were also football arenas and and such so that was kind of a little bit of that mix but I very much like they also had um they they had the baseball park that we used to have here in South Carolina yeah that was the old night stadium yeah that was in the that oh, was wow. in the book um like yeah they had minor league parks they had any ballpark that had been closed in the last 120 years wow. they had in this book it was fucking awesome um Do you remember the name of this book i don't fucking it was in this fucking gift shop in Asheville hmm. next to this amazing breakfast place all right and there's it down oh it's not far from um fleetwoods okay. in Asheville. it's right on that same road okay not far from a vinyl record store that narrows it down a little bit more Okay. At least you have a name of a place. I have a, a name, name of, of something. A name of a And place. not just a record store in Asheville. Yeah. A record store in a hippie town. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah. A vinyl record store. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, if it had, like, football stadiums and basketball arenas, mm-hmm. like, if it had all arenas, I would have bought the book yeah. right away because I'm a fucking building nerd. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you had something where, like, like, perfect example. The convention center where they had the last Supercon, mm-hmm. that Miami Beach Convention Center, yeah. that's also where Muhammad Ali fought Sonny Liston. Wow. Like, I fucking love little pieces of history like that. Yeah. Like, I, like there was, and, I, and when we were in Miami, I found this Instagram that I should have followed, but I forget. It's like Miami sports history or whatever. And they basically had like pictures of Joe Robbie stadium being built and like really old photos of like a lot of the sports arenas being built and like a lot of history nuggets like that. Yeah. Um, 
you know the, that type of stuff excites me mm. the and I, I really should release the footage of when we had it was like the last ECW arena show um, before like they tore on all the walls and mm. it became what it is now we paid Joey Styles to come in and give us a tour oh and Joey and that never got released because Joey was still working for the WWE uh. Network and we were doing this like release that was like I think you were with on this one okay it was it was I, I had you drive while I filmed on the way to the I think I know what you're talking about yeah and we were doing this, these whole little pieces and stuff like that, but it was going to be inside of like introducing. Is this an Evolve show? Maybe this is an Evolve show. Yeah, yes. I remember that. And it, it was going to be part of like this release that had matches and mm-hmm. other stuff in it, because um, we had licenses through our video to do this whole little thing. But mm-hmm. we had some special things in it. But like Joey's like, oh, I can't really be associated with this and how it's going to be released. When really, I should just release that footage. But then like Joey gave, but like we paid Joey to do it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, mm, this could be kind of problematic for me. So he returned the money and said, please don't ever let it see the light of day. Huh. So fuck you, Joey. I wish we'd release it. It's fucking, it's great because he had all these stories. See if he, he, does he still work for it? I don't know. We'll Maybe he don't, hey, well, can we give you this money back now? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And just like taking us around like different parts of the arena. And then he was up in the balconies that don't exist anymore. Oh, that's cool. And I'll never forget when Mike Johnson walked in, um, like the first time the arena had been opened up for any type of event and like they tore down everything that Tommy Dreamer like fell off of. Yeah. Like everything that Tommy Dreamer had fallen off of in that entire arena was gone. It was an empty fucking room. And I'll never forget when Mike Johnson walked in and just, I've never seen a human being be that crestfallen. <laughs> just so deflated I, as a human. I mean, I could have, I could have fucking kicked him right in the fucking gut and his head wouldn't have sagged as low as it did in that fucking moment like, oh man it was fucking heartbreaking but yeah like buildings and stories behind them um and shows and events and large things like that mm. it was fascinating to me so anybody that's listened to this podcast that's got any idea of like books but like just baseball i'm gonna get it done for me like i need football i need yeah. basketball arenas i need like all of them concert halls mm-hmm. like pictures of like you know sometimes there's these picture books i almost bought a picture book Mm -hmm. that was like of these deserted buildings like these factories or these theaters that are all run down um from the inside like the boards are rotting away and stuff like that like old like carnegie theaters that are like Mm -hmm. run down and they've been abandoned for 80 years Mm -hmm. like there was like a photo book of something like that like almost bought one of those because like that shit fucking just amazes me kind of like the way the carolina theater looked not too long ago but i think they're renovating the carolina theater uptown across the street from uh the library Mm -hmm. or where the library is now in charlotte like the carolina theater was like run down on the inside there too i guess they're renovating that so that's gonna be like a new space as well so that's gonna be interesting to see how that's going to look, but I would have loved to have been in there was decrepit and rats <laughs> running everywhere and bats flying in the sea, like shit like that. Like, Hobos pissing in corners, all of it. Like they had, there was that book had like a, an old factory that the break room had like a bowling alley and shit uh-huh. like that. Like really fascinating stuff like that. So those things fascinate me. Abandoned amusement parks. Okay. Books like that. That fascinates yeah. me. Like Olympic parks 
that are abandoned, <laughs> like in Sarajevo, like all the uh, the abandoned neighborhoods, yeah, all the that. Olympic villages, the Olympic villages, the, the, that stuff fascinates yeah. me. Like the one that's up in in the mountains that um, Wizard of Oz. That's open again. It's open again. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 uh, our friend Laura Lyons just went, and her and her boyfriend took pictures of it all. Okay. Yeah, but like stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, it used to be a a Munchkin Village and Yellow Brick Road, mm-hmm. like deserted theme park. Yeah, and now now it's now it's open. Here in the great old state of North Carolina. That's right. But uh, but that's what basically episode four is. They take you around like. The arena, the arena Coliseums, mm-hmm. telling when it's built, like you start off the Coliseum, which was November 7th, 1952. Mm-hmm. Something from the 50s in Mexico, and how that still stands. And it's just a concrete everything. Concrete. And, like, I I was hitting pause on that, like, every time they would switch a different angle. Like, and there's no, like, I used to have a whole bunch of these in my phone. I used to have a bunch of empty arena pictures, like, when we do a big time wrestling yeah. show. Yeah. Like in Dorton Arena mm-hmm. or in, um, I forget the place in Knoxville that was kind of legendary where they'd done some Smoky Mountain shows. Mm-hmm. Like whenever the ring would be set up and there wouldn't be any man in the stands, I'd take a picture of it because there's nothing sexier. <laughs> and then an empty arena with a ring in the middle of it. Ooh. That, that, like, there is nothing sexier than that. I, I don't think I found a woman sexier uh, than it. So if uh, you're trying to role play with a man scout. Well, here's some ideas. There, there are some ideas. You want to get you want to get me hot and bothered. Show me some pictures of an empty arena with a ring in the middle of it. And that's basically what this is for each one of them. And then they get to the fans' parts, and I'm like, all right, whatever. You know. Well, the fan part is where it becomes problematic. Yeah, uh, the first one's okay. Uh, the you know number one fan. Yeah. Uh, oh, the cave woman. Cave yeah. woman. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's all right. And then we get. And she to, has her special spot that she always sits, and they take care of her, and like they show all the ushers like helping her to the seat and everything. That's, that's pretty great. cool. That's cool. And then we get to Pueblo Arena. And we get to fan clubs is when it. And then we gets. get the stinky warriors where they're banging on the drums. Which that that guy, mm-hmm. he's like something viper. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, I think, I think, I think. This guy, because his name's the Viper. I think our Rob Viper got God. confused for that guy because <laughs> he's such a legendary fan. And the, by Conan, Conan th- thought that they were the same person oh. because he saw Rob Viper online. He goes, oh, it's this fucking Viper fan yeah. uh, who bangs the drums and fucking blah, blah, arena. Yeah. And thought that, that was the same person. But this is just his online thing. And then like Rob's like, no, I'm... This fucking skinny so, kid from Canada. a white dude from Canada. White dude from Canada. <laughs> got no rhythm. Yeah. I'm, that's not me. So yeah. I think our Rob Viper got confused by the same. If it's the same guy I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. So the description kind of matched. Yeah. Um, and then we get to Arena Mexico, which is considered the cathedral. Mm-hmm. And actually wear high spots, boots, mm-hmm. and uh, masks. Uh, the, the MTZ, where mm-hmm. we get that made from, is right across the street. Oh, cool. So like that's and that's basically how Michael started that relationship. He went to Arena Mexico to see Lucha Libre, stopped in the Smash Shop, befriended them, started a long, long working business relationship with the owner of MTZ and is good friends with the family and was supposed to be in the son's wedding, but uh, there were such security concerns <laughs> that uh, Michael's wife did not feel safe going to Mexico. <laughs> At the time, even though going to Mexico City is probably safer than going to Chicago. <laughs> and um, New York, where you go all the fucking time. And New York, where you go all the time. So there, there is that. Um, this is where you get the, the fan club, uh, Tepito, um, also to an arena in Mexico, holds 
13,700 people. Um, we haven't got to the, the most problematic one the yet. Glamour, Glamour Tuesday? We, yeah, we're working our way there. Um, and then there's like one in here somewhere. It's a fan club where like, I might have misread it, but brother was like a political person. Like he was in politics and he was part of one of the fan clubs. I and his thing was... Tepito. Or whatever, or he's got that group of people and in like the that. hockey jersey and the in the soccer jerseys that he's doing the uh, uh, "Put my cock in your hand" was their chant. Oh no, 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 I think that's the glamour too. No, that that was a different one. The, "Put your cock in my hand" was a it was a, one of these others. Uh, it's got to be the guy who bangs on the drums. I'm yeah, thinking was, because of baseball cap, that would be sounds about right. But yeah, it was one. Put your hand in my cock. Put your cock in my hand, or no, put my cock in your hand. Then glamour Tuesday was. Oh, this where is it gets issue. Yeah, well... Uh, and it's funny because it can relate to a current story going on, too. I don't know. You might have heard yet. Uh, so we'll get there. I have not. Um, so, Glam, are we, are we at Glamour Tuesday? Is there, like, another arena? Uh, No, we get to... We can... We can we, let's go to Glamour Tuesday because we're discussing but we got to come back to suspenders. I really dug the suspenders thing. The oh the concept of the, the referee was the concept, yeah concept of he, we'll come back to that because that's okay. I think that's a good concept. that's a good yeah Let, let's let's stick with it let's round out this fan yeah. thing that we're discussing and then we're gonna come back to suspense. So basically, Glamour Tuesday is where all the upper and middle class people come to watch wrestling, mm-hmm. and like they're they're allowed to chant and say whatever they fucking want. Uh, and this is the time where the uh, the, the the captions come in very well. Um, because they start and something that has happened uh, recently. Now, if you watch the, the 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 translations, you have to read if you don't speak Spanish. Yeah. They say the term "puto," P-U-T-O. Yeah. Uh, puto, which I thought was just an adorable thing to say. And I've heard, I've seen Rey Mysterio do that at a Northeast Wrestling Show time and time again. I always thought it was translate to "pussy," which yes. which is one of "pussy" or "bitch." Yeah, uh, is the the more common that I've heard in the way yeah. working in restaurants and stuff, it was always pussy or bitch. Yeah. Which, you know, like, Hey, it's, it's just a derogatory term, which at one point, depending on the, the context of which they say it, it comes up as pussy. Yeah. In the, in the translations. Mm-hmm. But, uh, a couple of the other times comes up as, uh, the F word. It comes it, up as, as, as F A G or G G O T. Because yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, Oh shit. Yes. That's what this fucking means. So recently, uh, one Cody Rhodes was in Mexico wrestling, uh-huh. and the babies won, and the the crowd starts to chant "puto" mm-hmm. at the losing team, in which uh, Cody Rhodes joined in with them, mm-hmm. and there was a whole bunch of backlash for him using the term, uh, and so they had I, to make a statement because him, much like myself, yep. white dude, yep. thought it meant pussy. Means you're a pussy or bitch. Yeah, so. Uh, but then I was like, which I when I read that little story and this part, I was like, fucking, I thought that meant pussy and bitch. So I go to uh, a website in which you get all of your knowledge. I mm-hmm. went to Urban Dictionary mm-hmm. and uh, put in that. The homophobic slur of it all was the seventh definition. The other six were all pussy and bitch. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, in context, it changes up. Uh, depending on sentence structure. Yeah. But, yeah, I was like, that's wild. And they're just showing this there. And, like, uh, one of them's like, I fucked your mom. But, like, you can go there and anything goes. You can say whatever you want to the wrestlers. See as vile, dirty stuff as you want. 
shit on everything. And this they is, and shit on the fans the same way. And this isn't the one where I said put your cock in my hand. No, not same one. That's okay. that's why I was wild. Okay. Um, and then uh, then when it's all over though. They all go to the lobby, and it basically becomes an after party. That all the wrestlers come and they do the meet and greet, and they all dance and have a good time. So that's kind of neat. But yeah, you go there and you can just say whatever fucked up shit you want. If like they also talk about like if you're a group of people and like you've been there before, but like you brought three people and none of them have been there before, you can get people's attention, mm-hmm. and they will tell the wrestlers to specifically target those people. And so that was is, the whole. So this is like a like. Uh, roasting back and forth. A roasting and or a screening of Rocky Horror Picture yes, Show? Is very that what much. this is? Okay. Very all much. Right, all right, see? All right, that, that feels... Glamour yeah. so Tuesdays, everybody. Do the newbies have to carry on a red balloon and then they have to <laughs> pop it? Yep. Is that what that's going on? Pop that cherry, baby. That is the only thing I know about Rocky Horror Picture I know there's something with toast and rice. Yeah, there's something like that. That's all I know. Uh, we They have it every time we do... A super con or a galaxy con, but we're always wrestling while it's starting. And I'll I'll pay more attention on not the next girlfriend, but the girlfriend after, because yeah. it's usually like I skip a girlfriend mm-hmm. that knows about Rocky Horror. Okay, like it, and it like it's always like it's like a uh, black girl fan of Rocky Horror, black girl Rocky Horror. That's yeah. that's my dating history. I got that's you. how that's how it goes. I get you. So I mix it up. Yeah. Um. But speaking of mixing it up, a uh, heel referee. Yeah. This, uh, I was like, is this the fucking dude? Because I've always heard things about this fantastic heel referee in Lucha Libre. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this has got to be the guy. And it is the guy. Suspenders. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that this concept is fucking fascinating, ingenious, and amazing. Which, uh, so we have a company starting here in North Carolina called Lucha Libre Charlotte. I told those guys that run it to watch this episode and learn about this referee. Mm-hmm. And like take some of these things and like use it for his show to kind of spruce it up a little bit make it a little different from because it's in a place that already runs three other shows mm-hmm. so but, how to like kind of change his up a little bit but having that heel referee because it tells that fucking story yeah. and if you know as a wrestler that you're gonna have a heel referee and using stuff that sets it all up mm-hmm. Fucking that—that's that story making magic. That's mm-hmm. fucking fuel. That's an angle. Like that's that's having another tool to fucking work with. That's that's amazing. Like I just think it's brilliant and, and ingenious. And if you have a guy that's doing it correctly and not solely trying to get himself over, yeah. even though Suspenders feels like he's trying to get himself yeah. over. Uh, Suspenders <laughs> totes getting himself over. Or totes totes. He's, he's, def- he's the Mexican red shoes, everybody. Oh yes, he he definitely knows what he's doing. But at the same time, too, like if you know how to subvert that mm-hmm. as a wrestler and work within the parameters of him trying to get himself over, and then you getting yourself over, like it could work. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I'd love to I'd love to see an American company, a major American company, mm-hmm. do something like this. Like this idea of a referee who can't be fired. Like maybe the son. Mm-hmm. Like, they always do the promoter's son, and they make him a wrestler. Yeah, that always wins. Yeah, what if you made him the fucking referee? (laughs) You just have this dipshit fucking son, and you want him to have a job, but you know he's not athletic enough to be a fucking wrestler, but you Mm -hmm. made him a fucking referee. Fucking suspenders is a jack, is a big motherfucker. Well, he used to be a wrestler. Yeah. So... He knows how to work a little bit and get have himself shine, but I'm just saying, like, if you were... 
an American company had a situation like that'd be the story to fucking tell. Yeah. You give this dumb shit son and just made him a referee, but you put him on all the undercard matches or like put him second, third match and make those dynamics of those matches interesting. And that kind of explains why he's in this spot. He's mm-hmm. never in a main event, but then you have the main event, you know, one referee's bumped, second referee's bumped. There's only one left. There's only one left, and it's this fucking asshole, and he fucks it up. Like, how great of a fucking story does that fucking tell? Like, just as somebody who's creative and tells stories, much Mm -hmm. like you and I, uh, that's fucking yeah. And it's not something that it's different than what's been done with that archetype of a character. Absolutely, and I think that's that would be fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Copyright, copyright, copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Chicken Zane, Uh, make wrestling uh, LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what they do make in episode five? The Super Astro Sandwich. God, now I can talk about food and music and cultural. Oh, fuck that that sandwich. Yeah. I, I want I want to go to Mexico just for that. Yeah, and, hell yeah. And apparently you haven't gone to Mexico unless you go to Reno, Mexico, and they eat there. That's uh, it's like going to Tony, uh, Tony Luke's or Tony whatever. Tony Luke's or something like that. I, I was, there was supposed to be, there was supposed to be a trip. To Mexico on my LA trip, mm. um, but the show got canceled. Uh-huh. So that's unfortunate because we were going to go to Tijuana to see a lucha show, and I was like, donkey hey, show. I was just like, you know what? Give me one of these sandwiches. Why the fuck? Why the fuck not? Why, it, be, it wouldn't be near where they'd be having the sandwiches. But I, at the same time, too, there's the thought of me like, fuck yeah, I want to go to Tijuana to see a lucha show. Because at first I was like, I was going to LA for a different reason. Yeah. But now uh, my life has opened up. Yeah. And I was like. No, fucking go to T1 on a Lucha show. Yeah. But I don't think it's happening now. But if it, but if that fucking thing is still on. <laughs> it is on. It is fucking on. I'm going to go wild in T1. I'm going to get fucking nuts. I'm not coming back. I might not come back. I just remember, most of the hookers are boys. And I'm not saying don't go for it. I'm oh, just I'm saying. Oh, I'm going for that. I'm going, I'm going for fucking to, my eyeballs to be fucking raped with something. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lucha. <laughs> Tijuana Lucha. Tijuana fucking Lucha. <laughs> But yeah, basically, episode five is just all about the the cultural influence, mm-hmm. like uh, bands, movies, and food, pop culture, and they just religion. Kinda, it would also seem you know, religion, yeah. Um, you know, the faith in wrestling. Basically, they have the guy who's the real life Nacho Libre. Yeah, um, who just his his congregation is made up of fucking junkies and hookers and and stuff. And, and started an orphanage, and that's why you wrestle yeah. was to make money for an orphanage. I mean, they've got, they had to have based Nacho Libre. Of course. They had to have. Could have not. They could have not. If not, he should have fucking sued. Yeah. So but, the fuck out of But him. from what I heard, uh, patent law trumps copyright law. Mm. So he might not have won the case in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, cartoons. Uh, Which was real weird. Yeah. That was where, this is where I kind of like, all right, I kind of, this is kind of like, we're at the end here. This yeah. is, this, I'm at, Nine and a half hours of content right now. I have I have absorbed in the last mm-hmm. four or five days for this show, and I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah, kind of fucking done I, here. This episode a lot. I just kept picking up my phone and be like, wait, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, because it was very tough. But this one was like very in and out. But mm-hmm. every every segment was in and out. If you just would have fucking had a full minis episode, <laughs> you I would have fucking this. paid attention. That's right. Um, but they're probably gonna do season two. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. I hope so. Hope, There's uh, more. I mean, we, we get that mini. Yeah, we gotta get that fucking mini episode. And more about Exoticos too. Yeah, that was just like touched on, and he wasn't even. He was just what I would assume was just a, an effeminate person, mm-hmm. rather than like men straight being women. 
Yeah. It wasn't the full Exotico like I prefer. Give me Cassandro. Yeah, it's all 100%. Give me fucking Cassandro. Cassandro. Fucking do an entire Exotico episode. Mm-hmm. Get fucking Masquerita Sagrada. Mm-hmm. Do it in the mini episode. Get uh, Octagoncito. <laughs> uh, get them all. Get them all. Get them all. What else would they would cover on? on so here's the thing that happened in the show that never played that never paid off, and it was the weirdest fucking. Oh, thing. I think I know what you're gonna talk about. In the in the fucking credits, fucking Mike Elgin's just randomly there. Thank you. But never shows the fuck up in the show at all. They just show every in person that we've credits. talked to in the title credits. Everything we we've, we've talked about, we see eventually everything. All these Mexican wrestlers, and then Michael Elgin, just the very last person you see. For no goddamn reason, maybe. and I want to know why. Well, I may, may, maybe uh, maybe they did a Google search. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, oh, let's uh, well, hmm. take him out. He's always he's always been nice to me. It's, yep. So just get it. Time stamp that part too. <laughs> yeah, my time. I'm having time to stamp that part. Time 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 to, it's fine. I will definitely take. I'm definitely going to take out the beginning part. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of things. We got a lot of things. We got a lot of things to take out of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, this episode is just going to be about be about the individual episodes, and then all of us may, are making allusions to things that were not heard, not heard at all, not a bit, and you can't you can't figure out where they were. Yeah. But we don't know. We need an exotico episode. We need a minis episode. Mm-hmm. Probably need an episode, maybe on the rivalry of the companies. Even yeah, though be, even though it's only not not about AAA. Yeah, there's no mention of AAA. Yeah, this is all CMLA. I would like us to dig deep on AAA. Yeah. I'd like maybe to... maybe two is about triple A. Oh, there we go. But I, I just the interesting of the war and the different types of the wrestling. Because mm-hmm. um, I would ah. like to see a thing about Americans coming in. Yeah, like, like Matt Taven yeah. was was kind of in a glimpse. Kenny King kind of got mm-hmm. a glimpse in this episode. Uh, Michael Owen was in the fucking trailer. Yeah, it was about uh, time he popped up. About time he popped up. But uh, yeah, and like you know they like impact doing all their shit down there. So yeah. I mean, get, get, so it's there. There's whatever you. There's gringos. Gringos down there. So, but at the same time, too, like, yeah, I, I would love for them to discuss Antonio Pena. Yeah. Like, how do you tell the story of Lucha Libre with leaving out Antonio Pena <laughs> and what he did with Triple Mania and taking mm-hmm. the influence of America and then bring it, bring it down? Where C- CMLL was like very much traditional, mm-hmm. and I get why they we leaned heavy on this and in there, and you know, some would say that they have the best wrestlers, but at the same time, too, they're probably the least favorable company to work for yeah. um but you know i don't well, know rob, rob viper may fucking discuss like yeah. fight me on that one but i i i came many up, episodes with them on it yeah have, yeah keep rob viper on there he'll fucking discuss so. um i will tell you about this one thing uh that you were talking earlier about that you had the lucha libre channel on a former cable package yeah uh you have the roku correct yes well there is a thing on there called pluto tv Okay. Uh, it's like 50, 60, 70 channels of flip, flippable channels. Mm-hmm. Like you just free cable, basically. Okay. Um, there is an Impact channel, which is just 24-7 Impact Wrestling. Okay. Uh, but there is a AAA channel. Oh, okay. And it's 24 hours, seven days a week, AAA. And it's like from like 2004, 2009, like in that gap. So if you're ever watching, watching a little bit of Lucha Libre, it's in the uh, the Spanish section. Okay. Uh uh, it used to be in the fighting channels, but now they moved it down to Spanish. Listen, I uh, I may be cutting the cord. Yeah? I may be doing it. I'm a cord cutter. Because uh, I don't like the fact that I don't have the NFL network. Yeah. 
and I think I could probably get it on an app or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Get you the sling, you go sling. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and write what I want out of my cable <laughs> or what I want out of my TV, um, and then figure out the best way to do that and how to make that all work because mm-hmm. uh, I might be losing ESPN. Oh, because that's like a big thing that's going on right now. That ESPN's supposed to go away um, from to, direct or uh, just in general in just, life. It's just um, AT&T universe uh-huh. and because uh, now because of all of these conglomerates coming together um, and, you know, ABC and uh, ESPN and Disney are all together. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, and the Disney and the Disney Network's always been notorious and they, they get you going, they get you hooked mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it goes away and they demand the cable packages cable companies to give them more money like hey you know people want our programming we're your top rated channels um give us more money and then the cable company is like fuck you and mm-hmm. then Disney's like all right well guess what you don't get it anymore yep. and then all these kids are screaming where's the disney channel where's the Disney?" and then all these parents call call the cable companies the cable companies get all these fucking phone calls and they're like fuck we got to get the disney channel back because we got all these screaming parents yeah and these screaming kids and they bring it back but then they make this massive fucking deal nfl network has done the same exact thing mm-hmm. yeah, but they've they've supposedly have had far worse practices than the Disney channel. <laughs> and now ESP and now the NFL network is going through that right now. And now that ESPN is with Disney, they're doing the same right now. So they're taking away the Disney package and ESPN. So, there's, so like there's this whole thing that all these channels are now pulling away from the cable companies. And now me knowing the whole cycle of all this, I know that my cable bill is going to be more expensive mm-hmm. in the next couple of months because of all these companies that are fighting with the cable companies to get more money yeah i know my cable is going to be more expensive so i don't know if i want to pay that much yeah so i'm going to cut it pick out what i want mm-hmm. and i'm just going to get the espn app and get the nfl app whatever that is and see how i can watch nfl games by people to watch whatever nfl game i want yeah so that'd probably be better as long as i can get fs1 yeah which uh, you can get in sling that's that's like a, like a big one i want to get so and of course HBO and call it a fucking day. Hey. So. But this was on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> not, not losing this uh, prime content that we can podcast about. But uh, uh, this episode, if I'm not mistaken, comes out right before we go to Ronin together. Yep. Um, we will be tagging together. I'll be filling in for Caleb Connolly. Uh, we might be also doing another show while we're down in Florida. But also to... Uh, what else have I got in October? I can think of off offhand. I've probably I, I will definitely be finally at my Cabarrus Brewing Company show in Concord the third Thursday of every month, and then the next day I'll have my Joke Exploitation show that'll be happening here in Charlotte, North Carolina, which I believe is just the day before Queens of Combat in, in October. I made sure that I planned all of my comedy around that to ensure that I was around and on the road. So I'm there for you on Queens of Combat. Good, I good, believe good. October the nineteenth. Is when your next Queens of Combat date yes, is? Yes, it is. October 19th. See, this is why I'm fantastic. This is why I'm a good. fucking genius. Um, and then we have multiple other dates coming up. I'm drawing a blank on everything else. Uh, we got a lot of fantastic stuff coming up. Of course, November, as we mentioned. Cool. GalaxyCon. GalaxyCon.com in Minneapolis and Louisville. Wrestlecade. Russell, Wrestlecade. Wrestling Revolver for me as well. Um, you know, Fest for us. Oh, I've not been uh, briefed on Fest. Oh, well, our names are on the list. 
Of course, that company might shut down after the dumb shit that happened the other night, so who knows? Oh, when is the date on that fest show? That is, the fest show is November 3rd. That could be doable. Right. I, I, it's I, that I, real dumb eight shows in a day thing. Would we go down the... Uh, day of. Fine by me, because I might have a local booking on the 2nd. So. Yeah, we're, we're in Columbia on the 2nd, so... Okay. Did so you... it might be a meet-up-and-go thing. Okay, well, what I could do is finish up my show, but my show would be done at 9.30, Maybe meet. just come down to us. Yeah. And then we'll just we'll wait for you. I think ours will probably be a it'd be an evening show. So yeah. My, mine mine, we'll mine would be in Lincolnton and I'd be done by nine thirty. I'd be on the road uh, well before ten o'clock and yeah. I can meet you down there and then we can drive the rest of the way. Yeah. All right, we, we just good. made a bunch of plans on yeah. the podcast. I'll, I'll make sure that yeah well it just it says the revolt. And we've only been down there as the three of us. So of course so, again, that place might not be a company after a while. So Okay. Well, I, I'd imagine because that's the big one. Yeah. It's the, the festival one. That one, It's at least going to exist for that. No. Ho- hopefully some people get mad at them and then they'll be like. No, no, they, they are. Good. We're there. Huh? They're, they're, the, the anger is there. Okay. Well, hopefully that means there won't be 80 people there. Yeah. If, if that means there's only like 40 people there, I could live with that. Well, that's their normal draw. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anywho. Uh, no, I mean like in the locker room. Oh, oh, okay, I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. people in the audience. Yeah. I'm talking about like people in the locker room. Yo, got it. When I can't fucking move around and have a space where I can get changed, that's yeah. where it gets frustrating. Yeah, we're just gonna put so hopefully here. there's like enough workers that are pissed off that they don't go, mm-hmm. so that way we can go scoop up that money and then go the fuck home. Going home. So now you just maybe we should take that out because I just like showed a, no, a whole type em. of personality right there. Nah, fuck them. So leave that in. Put that in twice. Put it in twice. Anything else you want to share? Nah, man. Let's go home. Okay. Well, if I've forgotten to take out the part that I said I was going to take out before anyone, and you want to say all kinds of awful things about me, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram at Manscout Manning or email me at manscoutmanning at yahoo.com. Make sure you log on to the website, howdidthisgetbooked.com, especially if you want to buy a t-shirt. But if you want to get a free t-shirt, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and you'll get one immediately just by DMing me your shirt size and your mailing address. Um, but please, please do leave a review, uh, follow on all of the platforms, wherever you get podcasts. Um, big thank you to Don, not Dan, as you called him earlier. At I do it every Studio. Time. Um, thank you for everything. And thank you for listening to another edition of how did this get booked? Whoa.